Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Strength and Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Rodenbush, the Director of Alumni Engagement for Recovery Centers of America. Today, I am at our Indianapolis facility. It's on the northwest side of Indianapolis, a full inpatient and outpatient treatment center here. Um, do some great work with amazing staff members. And I'm sitting down with our alumni coordinator, his name is Ben DeCamp, and he's been with RCA. How long have you been with RCA? Almost a year. A year on November 15th. Yes. Mm-hmm. Almost a year. Came in as an RSS. We mm-hmm. quickly uh, scooped him up to be the alumni coordinator here. And um, this week, our senior alumni coordinator from Earlville, Maryland, our Bracebridge facility, um, Vince Douglas, is also with us. Yes, I'm very uh, happy to be here. So welcome, and um, it's November, and everyone starts really, I think there's just a renewed focus on gratitude and being thankful, and so I asked if we could just sit down today and just have a discussion about gratitude and get your thoughts, pick your brain, um, you know, when you, when you start working in recovery and, and really, really peeling back the onion of what recovery looks like gratitude is is one of the first layers you get to mm-hmm. and um so I, I think it's would be really cool to just hear your perspectives and maybe we could just start with how how do you define gratitude me vince vince me anyway, either I'll one you, jump um, in so i don't know how to the only definition i have um comes from a Hallmark card <laughs> that I found I love recently. a good Hallmark card. And it said, uh, gratitude is a memory of the heart, and the heart remembers, or the heart never forgets. I love that card. Say that again. It says, gratitude is a memory of the heart, and the heart never forgets, is what the card says. Oh, and so, that's like, cool. Um, my first, um, like, real encounter with gratitude where, like, I noticed it, it was just that. I I was in sober living. I just... I just um, arrived at my sober living facility after 45 days in, in rehab. And um, my first thought, which a lot of people have when they get to that point, is like, I could use right now and nobody's going to know. Like, that was the first thought after 45 days. Um, and I was a little disappointed to have that, that thought come to me. And the very first, the, the very next thought was um, this woman named Patty who spent 45 days with me at um, Laverne Lodge, um, helping me through treatment and, and teaching me about the 12 steps and recovery and the whole thing. And, um, and I was so grateful for her. I just, I was by myself and I just bawled my eyes out just thinking about Patty and thinking about how much time, not just her, but the whole staff spent with me and how I didn't want to make that phone call that I relapsed. And I didn't want them to receive that phone call that day. And that kept me sober, like just a gratitude for, um, for all the work that was put in on me and just the, all the, the people that helped me get into treatment to begin with and just the whole thing. I was just I was so grateful for it. I was so grateful to have that help. Um, that was just overwhelming. I, I started crying. And so, like, I do, like, it's a, uh, that card stuck out to me for that reason. Like, the heart remembers that those types of things, man. Like, to really stay, that's what gratitude is to me. I don't know. Does that answer it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ben? I can definitely uh, agree with what Ben said, especially the Hallmark card. I haven't heard that before, and that's 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 pretty much it. It's when I can have a certain sense of of perspective towards 
perhaps what it was like, what I have to what it could be like. Um, it's a lens shift in where I can see through, if you will, my heart, or I can see through what things have been like, or I can see uh, through the lens of others, right? Because sometimes we have certain um, blessings that other people don't get a chance to see, and that's something to be grateful for. Or you don't have to go through a situation that others are in, and that's something you can be grateful for. It's uh, the recognition of almost things could be worse, and that automatically brings me gratitude, um, you know. I woke up this morning and uh, I'm here in Indianapolis and, I, you know, it may not be a lot for some people, but that is nothing short of a miracle for me because I know what my life was like. Mm-hmm. I know what it was like looking out of a bar cell, staring at a sunset. Now I'm in a hotel staring at the sunset and just like nothing short of a miracle because mm-hmm. I can look and see what life was like and what life is like now. And, like, I'm not ripping and running, trying to go get the next one. I'm sitting there just, this is it. Being paid to come halfway across the country to talk about recovery and to help people, right? Like, is that Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, for free, I'd do it because, you know, right. I wasn't doing nothing. I was a bum. <laughs> I was a bum. Like, that, you know, and I know that. I'm not fooling myself like, oh, I was so sophisticated or smarter. I know exactly who I was and I, you know, and I knew who I wasn't. And I know who I am today. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that. Great Gratitude is an action word, mm-hmm. you know, and I carry it out, you know, for the things that I have. Um, how do you think getting sober helps you appreciate the little things in life? Um, so, a lot of what Vince said. So like, early on, a guy said, I've never seen a grateful al- alcoholic or addict pick back up. And I called my sponsor and I asked him if he believed that. And he said, yeah, 100%, I believe that. And I really had to focus on it. I already had the one experience with the gratitude where I recognized it, but that seemed like too simple. Like, how can you just say all you got to do is, is be grateful and you'll stay sober? But that's that's before you comprehend how much work goes into Yeah, that sounds thing. like a really big deal. Like, I just have to be grateful. And it's, yeah, oh, that's that all I got to do. That sounds on the surface like a big leap. Right, so why not just have one step, be grateful, and that's it, right? But, man, a lot of work goes into, that's what the steps do. Like, they chip away at that self-pity and that victim mentality. Those are some of the patterns that I saw in my fourth step was entitlement. Ooh, lots of entitlement. Uh, A lot of things I thought I deserved. A lot of victim mentality. This happened to me. Uh, No gratitude. Like, there there were no patterns of gratitude of just being grateful. I just wanted more, 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 and I thought I deserved all this stuff. Um... To the point where I'm, I'm a year sober. I remember being when I started this job. I was, you know, I was early on in recovery. I was through the steps and everything, and I had a pickup truck that I spent three thousand dollars on. And I um, and I'm forty years old. And I'm in sober living, and I'm going, man, like life's amazing. Like I'm the happiest I've ever been. But like, if you had told me when I was twenty five that when you turn forty, you're going to be in sober living <laughs> and you're going to be driving a three thousand dollar truck, I was going, no, that's not like I'm. It, Kill me now. Um, I think it's going through such um, so much pain to where you can be grateful for just being. It starts with just simple things. I'm just grateful I'm not in a detox bed every day. That's my number one. I wake up every day. I'm just beyond grateful I'm not in a detox bed or in, in jail or some horrible place. So. Um, and do you have a routine to yeah. express that? 
every day, five things I'm great. I do a list and there's about 50 guys on there and we do five things we're grateful for and then we send their prayer hands up every day. We don't start a day without it. I couldn't imagine leaving the house without doing it. So that. this via text or where do you it's, do it's it? It's an app called Group Me. Oh, okay. And so my group did that. And, um, and, and so my point is it's a tool. I was told it's a tool we have to sharpen every day. Because just like acceptance, there's levels to gratitude. Like you can be grateful to get a brand new car, but can you be grateful just to be, just to wake up sober? Can you be grateful? You know, and it starts with like, it starts with that list and it starts with the way we talk every day where we say, you know, um, where early on I'd say, man, I, I have to go to work today. And somebody said, no, you get to go to work today. And I hated that so much, but that that's how it works, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's the shift. It's the like, you're taking stuff for granted. Mm-hmm. You're taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. The very things in which, you know, we were in a position of once praying for, we're, we're getting now. And you talked about the shift in perspective. It's, it's from victimization to, you know, the truth and the reality and letting that set in. That's, that takes work every morning. I don't wake up. I, I, there's plenty of times where I'm naturally grateful, but, you know, it does take work. Mm-hmm. It does take, it's not, it's not so much just naturally coming to me all the time. I have to do the work to receive it. You know, take time to reflect on what it was like. Take time to see uh, what it could be like, you know, and I really have to identify and and seek, seek. And the, being ungrateful is easier, right? Abs- it's a natural, I mean, almost Isn't in that this our world. Yes. <laughs> like it's our default position to, oh, this happened to me, or that guy cut me off in traffic, and whoa, I have, just that. I have so many years Negativity. of ungrateful self-pity and negative mindset and like i'm up against that every morning Mm -hmm. um some days yes it's natural it's there right um some days i gotta be i gotta search a little bit i gotta oh i'm not in a jail cell Mm -hmm. right i gotta find that because i might be on like i have luxury problems today Mm. (laughs) you know what i mean i have luxury problems today which is like oh i gotta give my son a bath Mm -hmm. i never thought i'd be able to raise a kid Right? right? That's a luxury problem. And know? I think it works the same way in relationships too, right? Like my husband leaves his socks beside the bed, leaves them there mm. probably every day. There's a laundry basket right there, but socks are on the floor. I could get really upset about that, or I can look at those socks and go, my husband came home last night, yeah. and he's a good man, and I'm blessed, and... I get to pick these socks up and I, you know, like that's the next level. That's, uh, so those are the things that we are, um, my sponsor would ask me to put on the gratitude list, like grateful for my husband's socks on the floor or whatever it is. Yeah. Cause the, then behind that, it's like grateful to have a husband. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like grateful for those relationships yeah. or those things. That my, were, my biggest problem with my significant other is they forget to put their socks in the, you know, laundry basket. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it could it could go one way, like, oh, why can't he put the socks away? Or well, in those things, if you get really fussy on those things, then they lead to big things, right? Oh, like yeah. they, you start questioning mm-hmm. the whole Love. thing, right? Yeah. Um, well, if he respected me a little more, he'd put the you know, and it it yeah. grows. Yeah. The resentment grows, right? Yes. Yeah. How is gratitude? Linked, we talk, you know, in the 12 steps in recovery, they talk a lot about resentments and getting them out and dealing with resentments, not letting them build up. How is gratitude and resentment linked? So, resentment is the complete opposite, it's a harbored feeling. Um, 
which is you, 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 many things cause resentment, right? Like hate, jealousy, envy, all these different ugly emotions, negativity, right? Um, will lead me there and it changes me. I go dark. I am, I am comparing in a negative aspect and I can't relate. I'm blocked off from connecting to you as a human being. And then on the other side of gratitude, so if you will, these emotions, hate and love, right. um, Gratitude unlocks me and allows me to see the good in life, um, the joys, the 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 uh, humility, the humanity, the the empathy, the compassion, all these different emotions that are what keep us going, that connects us. Right? They always say, I used to hear this all the time: the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety; it's connection. Uh, I heard this all the time, and and it's true, right? Because love connects. Uh, Hate doesn't. Hate divides. So if you look at these, in reality, there's like two, only two real emotions, hate and love. Everything else is a branch. And it can be difficult to connect, especially yeah. when you've embraced isolation as a defense mechanism. Yes. But if we can find commonality, mm-hmm. now we're moving forward. It's like I thought prior to doing a fourth and a fifth step, right, recovery related, I... Uh, I thought nobody would know what it's like. You don't know what it's yeah. like to be me. And then you find out they walk through the same stuff. It's like, oh, you, you did that too? And, it's, it, and that's It's the connection. human experience. Yeah, and now we're connecting, right? Yeah. And then ultimately I'm connecting to this source of power that uh, you want to find gratitude, have that. Have this source of power in a relationship with a higher power, mm. God, in your life. And wow, there's nothing short of more gratifying than that because like there's a source of this this energy that's Mm -hmm. there that uh that i know if i didn't find it i wouldn't be sitting here today Mm -hmm. that's gratitude who is someone throughout this journey that you gained wisdom for or you know from or that you're grateful for today or you know and what is what's something they said that you're grateful for today it's without a doubt my sponsor and and my grand sponsor my sponsor sponsor they both they were around early on and you know a lot of this comes down to to willingness right like vince and i talked a lot about willingness yesterday um i was willing to do whatever it took to get sober um for once and, and i finally got sober and the first one some of the first concepts uh, brought to me were like these resentments gratitude self-pity these were all choices and then I had to, you know, I never looked at it that way. Like, I would have said, no, like, I get what you're saying. But like, this happened to me. Like, these things happened to me. And like, cool, I get that. But we have to accept and we have to make a decision. Like, are we going to are we gonna choose gratitude? Which, which And they were saying, this is the way to do it. Like, choose the, you know, change your perspective. Choose the gratitude. Or are you going to choose self-pity and victim mentality, which is comfortable and it might even be fun. But, like, it doesn't do any good. Um so those like those are the main that yes my sponsor and for that like that specific reason that seems like a small thing but early on just i didn't have anyone break it down to me like that before like this is a choice like this these mindsets are a choice and it probably wasn't a very comfortable conversation oh right? not at all no, oh no i even wanted to my my goal when i was around four four to six months sober <laughs> My, my plan was to talk to my sponsor about the way he talks to me and, and tell him that he needs to adjust his way of sponsoring to be 
<laughs> a little kinder and softer because I didn't like, I mean, because he, he was tough. Um, but he would say those things and I would wrestle with them and, and, and want to disprove them because he offended me in, in certain ways in the way he would say things. And then and I'd sit there and lay in bed and like think about like, man, he's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I never did have that conversation about change your approach or anything like that. Cause these are on, that's how we've been wired for so long, right? And, and somebody's telling you to think it, think about it a different way or look at things a different way. Like, what do you mean? This is how it is. This is the way it's been for years. You can't tell me that it's different other than the way I see it because I'm selfish. Right. And my way is the right way. How I see the world is how everybody should see the world. Um, and how you see the hurts and the disappointments. Yes. Um, you know, the same person who walked through a situation similar as I did didn't get hooked on drugs and alcohol. Instead, they stayed away. Right, because they had we had cho- choose uh, choice of seeing what it was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Mine was like this hurt and this pain is how can I get through this? Someone else, this hurt and their pain is like I'm gonna get through this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's it's an energy factor, mm-hmm. and it will either destroy you or build you, and we do have choice over that. Mm-hmm. But it's placing ourselves in the position to see the choice, to be conscious to that, and. What's something you remember from early recovery that someone said to you? Who were they? What was it? And, or, and that made you grateful. So uh, there was many people that were instrumental in getting me here and keeping me going in the beginning. Um, but there is this, uh, I got sober in Chestertown, Maryland. And there was this little lady who was probably about 73 years old. I'm 27 at the time. And um, we're in a meeting and they're talking about the 12 steps and I'm not there yet. I, you know, I just got a sponsor. You know, I'm not sure about a lot of different things. Um, I knew I had a problem and I knew I had to stay sober. I didn't know how. And they were talking about the fifth step. And then she comes up to me after the meeting. She grabs me and she says, Vince, if you don't do a fourth, you'll drink a fifth. <laughs> okay, tell us what fourth and fifth is. So your your fourth for your fourth step is a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And our fifth step is admitting to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. And I was like, wow, I gotta take a searching and fearless moral inventory. Not just of yesterday, of my whole life. <laughs> right. And there's a lot there. I've been resentful uh-huh. since I was like six years old. <laughs> you know, I've had these a negative emotions that will take you far away from gratitude mm-hmm. far away from gratitude that's for sure and i have to go through it all and sit down and open up to a higher power and another person which is like these are secrets you got to be vulnerable mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but in the vulnerability it allows us to connect mm-hmm. and that that's that's where i find gratitude now today i can look back on all that pain that suffering that i thought was mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for all of it. Yeah. Like this, this, that life that I thought I wanted to kill myself over, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for that thought because in that thought, I saw the choice. In that pain, I saw the choice to either live or die. And I chose to live. And here we are today discussing gratitude. <laughs> that's, that's where it's at. Um, it's- as far as quotes go, the, the people I, I know a guy said um, one of the things that stuck out to me is 
the depths of my anxiety is a direct uh, measure of my distance from God. Um, and my and my concept of God is just a higher power. Um, but the the closer the closer I stay to the herd, which my higher power has just been my sponsor and this entire fellowship and all these people that have helped me, um, which I have no problem calling God now, and it's it's been evolving for uh, for nineteen months. The closer I stay to that and um, and act out of God's will, not my will. Like what the and uh, for me, it's like a physical thing. Like what people would tell me to do, what my sponsor, my therapist, and my outpatient therapist, and the, all these people. It's a lot of people that have been involved in my recovery. When I do the things they tell me to do, life goes really well. <laughs> when I pull back on those things, is when things get bumpy. Um, and when I start to take matters in my own hands, that's when the anxiety comes, man. When I, when, I, when I try to navigate things myself, when I get away from my higher power, that's where my anxiety uh, breeds. So I, I like that quote a lot. Um, but what you're just talking about, like finding when it really takes off is when you can, when life really takes off or when recovery really takes off is like finding the gratitude in being in this program. And being the, Finding gratitude, to say I'm a grateful addict and alcoholic is the craziest thing ever because that was like my biggest source of like shame and guilt and all that stuff. And now I look at it, it's like, it's my superpower, right? Um, to be grateful for every arrest, every trip to the detox beds, every, like all of it. Because there's a lot of pain and misery that a lot of people be like, yeah, I could do without that. Like all those things contributed to me being in the spot where I am now, which is the happiest I've ever been. Um, and living the life I think I was always supposed to live. So I uh, like a lot of what you said, man, just being grateful for that journey, um, all the relapses. Like, you, you couldn't tell me there was a reason for a relapse, right? To be back in that same position. And now I see the reason. It happened the way it was supposed to. At RCA, this month, we're calling it, you know, we kind of created this theme, Attitude of Gratitude mm-hmm. Month. What is the warning sign? You know, you're, you're maybe in early recovery. You've been practicing gratitude. You, you, you know, you're, you're writing your gratitude list. What would be warning signs that maybe you're, you're moving away from that attitude of gratitude? Thinking you don't need this anymore. Mm. Mm. I don't need to go to meetings. I don't need a sponsor anymore. I don't need this. I don't need to connect with other people. I got this. Mm-hmm. Thinking that just me being physically removed from a drug or a drink, I got this. And like you get some time. And you think you got this, and then you stop doing what it is that got you there. And how does that relate to gratitude? That relates to gratitude because you forgot. You forgot. You forgot the pain, suffering, and things that you just went through. And you think you got this. Make no mistake about it, we're dying left and right because people forget. And gratitude never allows me to forget. Similar to what Ben said in the beginning, you know, they say a grateful addict will never pick up. And that's, I find that to be true. Now it takes work to get to gratitude, but that's true. You know, uh, it's a sad truth. You know, people forget. How to stay in that memory? How to how to stay? Because we have really good forgetters, is what one of my friends would say. <laughs> They're built I in. Love that. Yeah. Um, how many times did you go? Oh man, I made it through detox, man. Like. Well, get high today and reward yourself. You can do it again. It wasn't that bad. You survived it. And then like a week later, why did I pick back up? And you're through it all over again. To finally have some, um, I mean, I just have really firm memories that I just, I won't let myself forget that are no longer 
acceptable to me. But it's still, it's a process. It's work to stay grateful. There's days, most days I can get pretty, um, before I leave my house, I can get myself almost moved to tears when I really think about everything, even talking about it right now. Like I get choked up when I think about the people that have helped me. And there's days that scare the heck out of me where I can't get there, where I'm not getting the tears behind my eyes. And I'm going, ooh, be careful today. But at least I'm aware of it, right? And like I do, I, I, I talk about it. I'm like, man, I'm not feeling as grateful. Like, I don't know, because I do, I believe there's levels to it and I believe it can change by the day. My worst day in recovery, my very worst day in recovery, I was in sober living at 40 years old and I was aware of it and I was like, man, you're, you're 40 years old, you shouldn't be in sober living, you should have a nicer car than that. Like all those things I was talking about, like they weren't there for me that day. And it didn't go away. Like it was a day long thing. I woke up the next day and I was fine. But that day I, couldn't, I did my gratitude list, I still wasn't feeling it and I felt vulnerable, but at least I was aware of it. And I knew about, I don't know, I think, cause I think that's our natural state is to, is to look at life like that. Look at what you don't have. Yes, yes, I'm always, that's the, I'm selfish. So I absolutely, I'm looking at what I don't have cause you have that and I don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, even those days where things don't, you're not as grateful. Mm-hmm. I find that even those days are needed, mm-hmm. you know, because if everything was grateful, if I was grateful all the time, I wouldn't be grateful. Mm-hmm. It would just be me. I need pain to know joy. I need I, I need those bad days. It's character development. It's it's you know it's perseverance. It's resilience. Things that I need. I need that too because there comes a time where I have to push. That day taught me the importance of gratitude, though, right? And like so, the days where I'm low on acceptance, man. So. How are you going to get all these principles, all the patience, the tolerance, the gratitude, the acceptance? Like you got to work on them. You got to want them. Right? And you you got you to trust the process and go mm-hmm. through some stuff. And that's okay. We mm-hmm. all do it. Life, that's life. Mm-hmm. There's stuff there. Mm-hmm. But there's also gratitude there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm sitting here and uh, trying to think like maybe a family member. And all of a sudden, seeing their loved one... Um, that quick change, or not quick, but that that change, and they're yeah. practicing gratitude, and now they're, and and the the loved one looking on and saying, "Is this real?" You know, how do you start living in this new lifestyle, and and still bring along the people that are with you that that may be doubting mm-hmm. that situation at first, like. Yeah, yeah. Who are you, and what's what's this new lifestyle? Let them doubt. Yeah, <laughs> that's not my business. Let them doubt. Um, my actions mm-hmm. will display more than anything else. But it's got to be discouraging, sure. right? When you're putting in the work, and and you found this new free, you found this hope, you found all, you, mm-hmm. you know, you got the little bit of joy, and you're thankful, and people are going, looking at you sideways. Yeah. My first reaction when I really had like the the spiritual change, you know, was like I wanted everyone to get sober. I'd see somebody drinking a beer, like, "Hey, man, come to recovery." You know, like, <laughs> um, it's attraction, not promotion. And there's people that I want them to get sober so badly, like people that I love to death that I um, I hope they get it someday. And I I did. I made the mistake of trying to get early recovery, trying to get them to trying to get too involved in their in the, in their life and. Um, uh, that's when you have to practice acceptance. Like nothing, nothing happens in God's world by mistake. They have their own path. Um, we can be there. We can plant seeds, and we can um, 
again, attraction, not promotion. Like I hope people see what we have and hopefully they'll want it. And if they come and ask for it, like, Hey, this is how I did it. Hopefully it works for you. But I don't know. I can't get wrapped up too much. And one thing I've never done since I got sober was tell somebody I'm sober and like, I'm doing different. Like I'd always come out of rehab, like I'm different. I don't, I don't use it anymore. I didn't say anything this time. Cause I wasn't sure whether to believe myself or not. You know, I've so messed that up was, so many times. That's when you knew there was something different. I think so. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I knew my words didn't matter anymore. To your point, it was gonna, it was gonna come from actions. Yeah. My mom wasn't gonna benefit one bit from me saying, "Hey, mom, I'm sober now." Yeah, let me, coming. let me set up my mom for another broken <laughs> right. promise. Now, yeah. you know, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And that, that for me too was like a shift in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but people, for not necessarily are they uh, addicts or alcoholics, mm-hmm. just genuine uh, relationships and stuff like that. I think uh, they're right. They're probably right to doubt. Mm-hmm. My experience is I will mess up. And that's okay. Now, for the individual who's walking through that and has to deal with it, it is discouraging. Um, that's why you got to surround yourself who've been through that. You know, the alumni association, individuals who have already been through that are there waiting, just happy to help assist. And uh, as are we, you know. Um, it's okay. Trust the process. I got to go through individuals thinking I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. There's something, but there's something magic that happens through getting through that, right? Everybody is like, he is not going to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be right back out there on the streets doing the same thing. But you keep your nose to the grindstone, mm-hmm. right? And you trust God and you keep moving forward. There's something that happens to your spirit. Mm-hmm. And that just builds this this grind uh, is the best like not in like a hustle mentality just this I can do it this belief that you are okay you can do this mm-hmm. like and that's a that for someone who hasn't felt confidence that's that's a, a miracle it's like I can do this you start to believe you start to have hope in all of that despite what other people think and you start to free yourself from that moving forward. Like, I can't carry the opinions of others around now, right? I can't. That's a weight. Yes, it's, absolutely. I actually love it. So it's really, I'm in a weird situation where, I mean, I'm, I'm technically still in early recovery, right? I'm around getting close to coming up on two years, but I speak at a lot of meetings. I get, I do a lot of stuff in recovery. I work here. And so like in the recovery world, like I've done some things, I'm doing some things, but like with my family and friends, like, for my dad, like it wasn't that long ago, he found me overdosed in a car. <laughs> I mean, it's just how it is. I mean, they, they're, they're still like wait and see mode with me. Oh, yeah. We're like my friend, but I have my friends in recovery to pick me up and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm involved with them. And there's so many people that can't string together seven days sober. So, you know, two years is 18 months, 19 months is a, is a big deal to them and, and to us in the real world. They're like, Hey man, like, I don't know. We're not, we're not you know, we still remember what it's like not too long you ago. got 15 years of doing the wrong thing. Right. Two years isn't fixing 15 years. I need it, though. Like, I, I, it, it's none of my business. That's, like, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, I walked out of a friend's birthday party, and they're going, man, all right. They're looking at me as some guy who's, like, white-knuckling it and might just, might just pick up today. I can just tell by talking to them. They're like, oh, it hasn't been that long, man. Like, are you doing okay? Are you doing okay? Were the comments where in recovery, my friends like you're doing awesome, man. High fives. Yeah. I need both. I need I need to remember how bad it was. 
not that long ago. I and am, that's where I'll be very quickly if I stop doing the things that I'm doing today. Um, looking back, I'm grateful for those people who don't believe in me. Uh-huh. Um, I don't resent them, hate them, or have anything. You know, it, our book says they're sick people, right? Because I know at times I've thought that way, right? And that's when I was sick, right? Instead of loving and tolerant and hoping and wishing for the best, right? That all comes from negative emotions. Today, I'm grateful for it because it, it did something to me that, uh, and it brought that pain that pain right because there was originally some pain with that people doubting like that hurts you know and i had to go through that to get to where like it's me versus me at the end of the day Mm -hmm. you know i get that it's me versus me their their opinion is going to be whatever and it's me versus me and but that me versus me mentality came from individuals doubting me and like i had to question myself right because i'm the type that i would take on the opinions of others Right. And like if I'm if I'm not good enough and you say that, I feel that someone's sitting there today and they're they're just getting started and they're struggling with gratitude. Where would you tell them to start? I think the first one. Are you physically addicted to anything right now? Like physically. Right. You're not sick. That that's that for me that was like top of the mm-hmm. list, and then two like when you can say I'm free from addiction today. Yeah, physically, right? Mm-hmm. Physically, I am not dependent, and that's a first step in what you know the book talks about: physical, mental, and spiritual are these three components in which we're going to address. The physical is honestly the simplest part, but it's the first thing I find gratitude in, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel I feel it, I feel it immediately. Right. Oh, my. I I went to sleep the first time in 30 days. You can't sleep and you sleep. There's there's something to be grateful for. You know, you're here. You're not six feet under. That's something to be grateful for. Just look. Mm. It's there. My uh, so like my first higher power, Patty, she's she's been she'd been sober 70 or 30 years. I'm sorry. 30 years by the time I came to treatment. And one of the things that really drew me to her is every morning she came into this big gratitude list and like you could tell she felt it and she was so happy she was grateful for the sunrise and her dogs and her coffee and all these things and you could tell she meant it and it kind of made me mad Not like <laughs> was too happy it was yeah it's like you know, it's 7 30 in the morning you're going what what's going on here um but i wanted i i knew she knew the program and i knew if i if i followed what she said that maybe Maybe some of it would stick. Anyway, I started doing my gratitude list, and I it was just a fake it till you make it type thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, whatever was in front of me, I would try. Like, <laughs> grateful for my my breakfast and my coffee. It was really little things, and I still thought this is really stupid. And this, but but it's working for her, and my sponsor agrees with it. And I'm just the longer I did it, the more I could start to feel things. And the, but like, yeah, like big thing, like I'm grateful. I, I was grateful. I had a roof over my head and I wasn't using today. Um, I'm grateful. I was receiving care and getting help. Um, but it wasn't this outpouring. Like my heart wasn't overwhelmed with, with I wasn't feeling, it took me months to feel it or, um, at least like 45 days maybe to really start to feel it, start to understand like the power of it and many more months, nine, 10, 12 months. So before I could look back and see how, like, man, your perspective has changed. Like your head goes to gratitude before self pity and victim. 
Yeah. Like it's a slow, slow thing. Just like everything else, there's no pill or easy answers. Like it's, it's work. It doesn't feel like work though. It was, it was enjoyable and it was, um, I was, it just took like the extreme willingness. Like I have to do, like I will do whatever is told to me, whether it's a gratitude list that I think is stupid every single day. And it was, it was small things. I mean, I, I don't know, um, whatever was around me. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes we just overlook the simplest blessings mm-hmm. in our life. And uh, we're not connected to how grateful we should be to them mm-hmm. because we take them for advantage. Yeah. Like a bed. Like a bed is something that I'm extremely grateful for. Mm-hmm. I wake up and I make my bed every morning. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing Same. I do. And I pray while I do it. I'm not like a formal hit my knees, but I, I am mentally praying while I am making my bed. I'm tightening these corners um, because I know what it's like to not have a bed. And like that, a bed is something to be luxurious. And yeah. I like I, I just appreciate a bed. Yeah. You know, I have somewhere to sleep for years. I didn't or the state of Maryland and state of Delaware said, I'll give you a place to sleep. Don't worry about it. And you won't enjoy it too much. You know, so I am grateful. I wake up, make my bed. Um, my I, I have food. So I clean the dishes, you know, I have a bathroom. I clean the bathroom, you know, I, uh, we just overlook them sometimes. It shouldn't be hard to find things to be grateful for if you live in the richest country in the history of the world, right? I mean, we have so many things every day to be grateful for. We just, it's impossible to see when you're out there. Running water. Mm, Running water. You know, I've had the capacity to (laughs) see what civilization looks like without that. Yeah. And I think what I hear in your voice is, it's not just saying, I'm grateful for running water, but it's the remembering when I didn't have running Mm -hmm. water. Yes, absolutely. It's not just having a bed or Mm -hmm. having a bathroom. It's the times when maybe you were looking for a place to get a shower or not even caring if you had a shower i'm connected to it you're connected memory of the heart yes i'm con- <laughs> I'm, con- I'm connected to all of it Ooh. past present and future they talk about it in the book we'll it's be that- rocketed into the fourth dimension i can see all of it mm-hmm. that comparison mm-hmm. i could be versus i am yes absolutely thank you gentlemen mm-hmm. i i would just like to say i am grateful um, that I get to work with you every day. Um, I, I love our alumni association team. I really do. I, I think you guys are just incredible. You do awesome work. Uh, your testimony is powerful. What you um, give on a day-to-day basis of yourselves to our patients and to our alums is incredible. So thank you. And um, I'm grateful. Of course. And we're grateful for you right back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Listeners, for- if we can help you today, reach out to Vince, reach out to Ben, reach out to me. Um, we'd love to talk to you about recovery, about finding gratitude, about finding treatment for yourself or for a loved one. Give us a call. 1-833-RCA-ALUM.
Thank you for joining us today for the Strength and Recovery Podcast. Real people, real experiences, real hope. This podcast is presented by the Alumni Association of Recovery Centers of America. If you're interested in learning more, visit rcaalumni.com. Here, you can fill out our web form to make sure you're receiving our daily recovery emails and are notified of special events. The Alumni Association of RCA exists to connect individuals to an active recovery community. It is our goal to work with alumni to help them succeed, belong, and ultimately serve others. We help our alumni succeed by hosting more than 120 recovery support meetings per month with both virtual and in-person offerings of big book studies, speaker meetings, beginners meetings, Monday through Friday daily inspiration meetings, meetings for men and women, and faith-based meetings. Second, we create a welcoming community that provides a sense of belonging with a full calendar of events each month speaker series, barbecues, holiday celebrations, bowling, sporting events, theater shows, and much more. Thirdly, we provide an opportunity for our alumni to serve both the recovery community and in our local neighborhoods. We offer speaker commitments, chair commitments, mentoring opportunities in our facilities, volunteering at food banks, recovery, and overdose awareness events. We look forward to having you with us again soon. Recovery Centers of America provides inpatient and outpatient treatment and has locations in Massachusetts, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Indiana, and Illinois. Recovery Centers of America, or RCA, was founded to break down barriers to expert treatment. We answer the phone and admit patients 24 hours a day seven days a week, 365 days a year, are in network with major insurance providers and provide evidence-based treatment in our world-class facilities. If you or someone you know needs help, call 1-800-RECOVERY and know we are here for you.